This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. This is episode 344. Wow. It seems like just last week it was 343. Can you believe that? My gosh, it's almost been on air as long as he's been alive. <laughs> a self-defense event I think that's true, in, isn't it? I think that so. That might actually be true. Wait hey, a minute. Wait. Long, we've been on for, what, six years? Yeah, well, he's nine. You're nine? Almost ten. The ripe old age of three. Easy now. Okay, so you, so you guys started when I was three years old. When you were just a, a little baby. See? And you were listening, too, weren't you? Ah, uh, yes. Because you used to say, the answer, even back then. The answer. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> terrible. All right, where were we? I think we were talking about a self-defense event happens in seconds, and in the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. And I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, you need to visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. So we talked about the listening sessions. Of course, the county is trying to ban your guns and take your guns and make it difficult for you to defend yourself and exercise your Second Amendment rights. We spoke a lot about that. The San Diego County gun violence assessment results came out. In fact, they did a virtual dog and pony show last week, which I sat through. Um, and, of course, they did one yesterday, which we had a bunch of people go down and, and um, put them through the ringer, which was well-deserved. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. You have one more opportunity if you'd like to show up and see their lives in person. <laughs> You're doing Mar- that quite well. All yeah, right. March 14th, 2023, Escondido City Hall in the Mitchell Room from 6 to 7.30. It was actually very interesting in a lot of ways, but it's very, very skewed, and the guy who conducted it, his whole team are completely unethical um, and should be dismissed. Really? That yeah, bad? It, 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 well, it is. Um, some, of the, some of the statistics are statistics. Like one interesting statistic that I learned was of all the uh, – first off, there are very few deaths involving a gun in San Diego County. Very few. They admitted that? Well – well, so that, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, like I said, numbers are numbers, but there were ways that they skewed them. Of the folks who um, perished at the, and there was a gun involved, 86% were by suicide, which is much higher than wow. the national average, which is more like in the 60s, mm-hmm. 60 percentile, somewhere in there, um, which basically shows that, you know, no guns does not equal no suicide deaths. That's not what that that doesn't happen. Correct. Um, most of the uh, most of the suicides happen in East County. 
There's a there was a big concentration of suicides in East County, which is very tragic with using a firearm. Most of the illegal, you know, uh, basically criminal use of firearms is happening in uh, in like like like, uh, like no. <laughs> Rancho Santa Fe. <laughs> That's what Rancho I was saying. That's yeah. what I was saying. Um, I just had to throw you there for a second. <laughs> it, it, well, and, and the thing is, the most of the which where most of the crime happens in San Diego. Yeah, it's not a big big yeah. shocker. It's yeah. over by uh, you know, what, you know, kind of that eastern eastern village part. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, across the the five. I can't think of the exact name of the areas. Yeah, but you know, the way he skewed everything was ridiculous. The way they put the it, it, it is crystal clear to me that they are. They had they started with a conclusion and are looking for numbers to support that conclusion, right. and the numbers that they came up with all the the uh, all everything they came up with is total junk, total junk. So we're gonna stay on top of it. We'll talk more about it. I just wanted to touch on that. Let's go around the horn, Alicia. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's start with uh, Heather Hawk, the executive director for Orange County Gun Owners. How are you, Heather? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. If I was any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> You're cloning yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be well. That would that would make it. That would make everybody better. Where is that. the drum roll when we need it? So the dad jokes would abound. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in Orange County? Talk to us. Uh, well, Give us the late. Well, the the, the, the uh, go ahead. I'll let you talk. <laughs> the sun is finally shining up here. Very nice. <laughs> we got some sunshine today and dried it up. Um, we had a tabletops this weekend at Rifle Supply in Huntington Beach. They had their cars and coffee this morning. Um, so everybody it actually had a great turnout. Uh, lots of nice cars going through there. And they had, they had coffee, of course. <laughs> Code 7 coffee. Um, and they also made breakfast burritos for everybody. So we had a good time. Got wow. a couple members signed up. So Congratulations. Was a lot of- Is this the first time you guys went to uh, uh, Cars and Coffee? No, we've we've been probably four or five times now. So they, it's really grown for them. They did they started it um, a couple years ago, I believe, and it, it was started out with some of their buddies and everything, and then it's just grown from there. So people have started coming in and they, getting more more vendors and everything out there. So it's great. Nice, that's awesome. Orange County Gun Owners, yeah. love you guys. You should take your Jeep. Yeah, put it in the shed. Yes. Well, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> Well, you don't have tea. They have tea. Well, now that I have a hard top on it and cool bumpers. See, and you got cool bumpers. <laughs> oh, you should see the new windows I got, too. Oh, you I got, got new oh, windows. Gosh, right, you got to go up there. I'll say, all right, maybe I will. Come on, be a superstar. Heather, I'll will you a- buy me a cup of coffee if I go up there? Of course I will. <laughs> I like, now listen, I like a lot of a lot of cream and sugar and some hazelnut, and then oh, maybe God. about 10% of it can be coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had all of that there. So it's a, a, a couple of guys there. They're police officers up in L.A., uh, in El Monte. They started it. So they actually oh, cool. bagged their own coffee. And one of their brothers um, just got back from a tour of duty. And so he's helping them. So he, he made sure I, I had caramel and I had half and half in mind. They had peanut butter flavor, too, Dad. Nice. So it was pretty nice. good. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. Heather Hawk from Orange County Gunners. Anything else? Uh, we have our shooting social next Saturday, so if anyone is listening that they have friends that have never shot before, they're nervous in Orange County, uh, sign up for our shooting social. Come, it's at FT3 Tactical in Stanton from eight to ten on that on Saturday the eighteenth. Um, Sixty dollars, they get eyes, ears, a box of ammo, and a target. And our members are the mentors for the day, so we walk them through like a first time range experience. 
um, get get them comfortable with a firearm. They don't have to own a firearm. We will provide those for them. So uh, if you know anyone, have them go to ocgunowners.com slash shooting socials and sign up for a ticket for us for Saturday. That's very cool. Congratulations. And just go to ocgunowners.com for that, right? Yep, yep. They can find it on there. There's a tab that says shooting socials, so they'll be able to, to connect there. Thank you so much, Heather. Let's move on to Carla from Inland Empire Gun Owners. Carla, what's going on in Inland Empire? I am here. How's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. We went from cars yeah, and good. coffee to Carla. Did you see how polite yeah. I was? I didn't jump in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that is the big reply. So, Carla, what's happening with Inland Empire Gun Owners, the executive director for Inland Empire Gun Owners, the one and the only? What, what, what do you got going on in your neck of the woods? The one and only. Um, well, we had two uh, tabletops over the weekend. We had one at Blue Collar Firearms where we had our great discount program going on. If we signed up new members, they got a discount at Blue Collar Firearms. And we also held one at Ammo Brothers in Paris. Next Saturday, we are actually going to be at Ammo Brothers in Riverside. So we will be out there, and we have our Riverside CCW seminar coming up this Wednesday. And I just confirmed for a monthly meeting on the 25th, Quincy Howell from Alpha Culture is going to be there to talk to our members in attendance about first aid training and give a couple of uh, pointers on how to, to do first aid training or first aid. Awesome. And uh, Gail couldn't make it, unfortunately, but San Diego County Gun Owners, check out our website, SanDiegoCountyGunOwners.com. Uh, we de- definitely have uh, a shooting social coming up. Of course, uh, we need volunteers, so check out the volunteer page at SanDiegoCountyGunOwners.com. Thank you, Carla, from Inland Empire Gun Owners. Just go to InlandEmpireGunOwners.com for more information. And that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, Bye. you too. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, Mickey Shook, a.k.a. Carrie Trainer, is up next. Hey, but first, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call California firearms lawyer John Dillon, especially if you have questions on red flag laws, gun navigation, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. That's John Dillon because he specializes in California gun laws. Go with the expert. 760-642-7150. 760-642-6427150. That's 642-7150. Harry code 760. Or you can go to his website, DylanLawGP.com. All right, our first guest here on Gun Owners Radio is Mickey Shook. He's a carry trainer. We're going to find out his story and exactly what a carry trainer is. Uh, Mickey, are you there? I am here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming on. Um, so talk to us a little bit. What, what exactly is a carry trainer? Well, a carry trainer is me, I guess. It's quite <laughs> simple. We teach people uh, how to carry firearms properly, effectively, safely, uh, but not just the concept of how to put it in a holster and put it on your hip, but 
the mindset, tactics, strategies, know-how uh, of how to use it to prevail in violence. That's kind of the overarching mindset. I, I feel like there's a lot. There's definitely, of course, a big need. You know, the the shooting world has definitely taken a big turn towards carry. You know, it's not about hunting anymore. It's certainly not about sport necessarily. It's about carry these days. That's, you know, and, and the more, I, I think it's a more, it's a broader skill set that's needed. There's definitely a lot more information that's needed, um, you know, than competition, even than hunting. Um, so, you know, there's so much more you, you got to know and learn. There's so much more nuance you got to know law you got to know equipment you got to know all kinds of stuff so what what made you um decide that that was going to be your emphasis well i think the point you just made is is an excellent point uh it's everything you're talking about it's full circle these things uh were part of the normal human existence, not just for Americans, but people around the globe. Weapons were used not just for taking game, uh, not just for sport, but for what the purpose of a weapon is, to defend uh, to defend the bearer of said weapon. I'm not going to get in the weeds on, on the semantics of, of war or violence, but because that's so subjective, but... Uh, I think a good analogy is, especially in this modern day and age, simple things like a farmer's market or um, making soap or, or one raising their own bees to get honey or a garden has now become almost like uh, some type of cliche hobby, whereas you did these things if you wanted to live. Uh, even just a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago, yeah. And now, it's 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 like uh, it's almost. I use the word cliche again. It's uh, it has become this cliche thing where we do these things, and there's nothing wrong with them. It's wonderful, but we forget none of this stuff is new. Uh, these are and and so in that with the firearms, I've been involved in, in hunting uh, and and sport shooting and training with firearms my entire life in some capacity. I worked with our our state with the hunter safety program, mm -hmm. uh, worked with NRA teaching, as well as developing some programs in the past and other such organizations, and found a really huge gap uh, in many of these programs based on uh, application uh, in violence. Hmm. And we, we tend to be so concerned about safety, as we should, uh, but we forget that every time we, we touch a gun, every time we interact with a firearm, we're ingraining some type of habit. And uh, it is very important that we ingrain habits that are going to support the desired outcome. For me, the desired outcome is me or one of my family or a student that works with us. They have the proper tools to win in violence. So your question of uh, what got me into it was seeing a lack in that area. And I, I will say there are many great people in this space. I've got some great mentors uh, that, that passed on things to me. But it seems that by and large, a lot of folks get into this space and you hear the uh, something oft-repeated 
hey, I just want to teach the basics. Well, the basics is the whole thing. There isn't anything else. The application is the basics. Michael Jordan shoots a basketball just like a 10-year-old driveway shoots a basketball. Hmm. Uh, so we need to make sure that we're learning basic fundamental skills that, again, I'll say it again, support us winning in violence, if that is what your goal is, if that's why you have a gun. I don't know anybody that carries a gun for fun. I, you know, I think it's, it, it's really interesting the way you put it about, you know, honey and bees and raising chickens and you know growing your own food that sort of thing it is kind of a luxury hobby you know now where it used to be required to eat um and i think it's mm-hmm. a very interesting uh it's a very interesting perspective I've never quite heard it you know put that way but the I, I think a big difference though is yeah we've had to defend ourselves ourselves uh, for for you know for generations for centuries for, since the dawn of man um, but really, in, yeah. just in my lifetime, the uh, you know, and I'm everybody, I'm you know, early mid twenties. Just in my lifetime, <laughs> plus shipping and handling. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, lot, the shipping <laughs> and handling. There's a lot of shipping and handling. You're 87. I'm 47, and just in my lifetime, I've seen enormous strides in the uh, teaching of uh, you know carrying. I mean, it's you know the science of carrying has changed tremendously uh, in the last few decades. It's really, really improved tremendously. Um, you know, I just, just even like the, the four basic universal rules, um, since the eighties has been, uh, um, has, has changed and has been broadened and has been kind of set in stone. Um, so I, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's gotten to be a science. They've kind of perfected things. And that knowledge needs to be, uh, you know, disseminated into the into the into the public, because we have over twenty million CCW holders. So I, I think it's a it's a excellent it's an excellent excellent uh, niche. If that's if that's I, I hope you don't mind me putting it. Is, is that is it a niche? Do you consider it a niche? Sure. I mean, if you walk into any town USA and ask to go to a diner, uh, a car dealership, a church, and ask, hey, how many of you people in here train with firearms? as a combative element for self-defense, people are going to look at you like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty cringe, actually, uh, when you think about how many people actually train with firearms. How many people carry them? Different story. But how many people actually invest in real legitimate training? It is a tiny fraction of the population. You know, it really is. It, I tell you, I should put together the numbers. I mean, the percent, it starts to drop. Uh, significantly, you know, if you look at the percentage of Americans that actually own a gun, it's something like basically somewhere around a third, I think. Um, and then if you look at the gun owners, you know, how many of them uh, train, you know, it starts dropping. You know, how many of them carry daily? It starts, it drops even more. And then how many? Uh, oh, t- it's, it's not even close yeah. to uh, yeah. the ownership numbers. But not to, to talk over you. No, no, sure. But to get to the, the type of training, once you drill down and get to you know somebody that owns a gun, carries a gun, has a permit, and gets the type of training that they need, which is what you're offering, it's 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 minuscule. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think? Like uh, broadly, how do you think groups like you know Gun Owners Radio and San Diego County Gun Owners and you know all these other all these groups? How do you? What do we do? How, what do you think the message should be, or how do you think? Uh, we should be effective in encouraging people to get this level of training. 
Well, I think if we're talking to the audience that folks like you and I are, we call friends and peers, let's look at the Second Amendment. Well-regulated. Oftentimes, uh, I think most people in this space understand that 18th century vernacular of regulated did not mean government regulations. The word regulated from that day and time, just so we're all on the same page, it meant trained up in the sense of a, of a firearm. It meant lubed up, ready to go, shot and powder was available. It meant that the owner of that firearm understood the dope for that that muscular rifle and understood how to hit targets at whatever distance it was capable inside of. So regulated, if we're going to all quote the Second Amendment constantly and pound our chest at Congress and anti-gunners to and in your state, Gavin Newsom, let us live up to that standard that the founders set forth. It wasn't just you have a right to own these guns. It was you have a right to own these guns, and we the people expect you to be well-trained, not just an owner of this thing sitting in a box or sitting in a gun safe or sitting in a closet. We expect you to be able to be called to duty in defense of your neighborhood, your community, your family, and even your nation. That was what the intent of the founders was. That's not Mickey's opinion. That's every legal scholar I've ever, ever listened to speak on it. So that, that would be my call to action. I, I think it's tremendous. We, we teach, you know, it was, it was just been last since, well, 2017, that you could actually get a carry permit in San Diego. And we have a seminar that we teach that teaches people how to apply and get their permit. And there's one slide about three quarters of the way in, in big red letters that says, it's not just a right, it's a responsibility. And that is exactly what you're describing. And I think that you did it very uh, eloquently um, in saying, hey, you know, this is, yeah, you have the right to keep and bear arms, but remember that first part, you know, you got it. That's that's your responsibility. The other part of that is, and I know you have a background in, 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 uh, in politics as well, which I want to talk about on the other side of the break. But um, the other thing is, if you don't, as a gun owner, take that responsibility, guess who's going to force that responsibility on you? The government. You know, it's, they're gonna, it, it mm-hmm. opens the door wide open for the government to say, well, they're not doing it right, so we're going to make them do it right. So that in and of itself should, should be motivating. But, uh, Mickey, this is awesome, man. We're going to take, a, uh, we're gonna take a, a break, and then I want to talk to you more about uh, your background, how you got into this. Um, like I said, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong on the other side, but I believe you've done some uh, political work, and I want to talk a little bit about that as well. Yes, sir. So, All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Nice. Hey, by the way, Audrey. Is she listening right now? Well, of course she's listening. Audrey, if you're listening, I'm going to send you a couple pictures of my Jeep. Yeah, because she, he's just, man, he, when do you see these windows, man? You're yeah. going away. They're bulldog. I, they're bulldog windows, is that what they're... and it's a DV8 hardtop. Why does that not surprise me? They're bulldog windows. I don't know. You know what's funny? I was telling the guy, I said, hey, man, I ordered these bullfrog windows. And he's like, what? <laughs> Apparently it's Bulldog. I think it might be. But hey, Orange County gun owners, they know it's dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County and self-defense rights. If you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join. 
ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteer at a shooting social at a gun shop or tabletop and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Save the date. Orange County Gun Owners Prom. Gun Prom is May 20th. Become a member today at ocgunowners.com slash join and help. I can't find her profile on Facebook. Audrey, if you're listening, send me a text on, or Oops. send me a message on Facebook. And I'll you may send you her number. <clears throat> no, not well. I might have her number, but send yeah. me a little message on Facebook. I'll send you some pictures of my cool my cool new mods. I know. He's my new there. toy. He's up there. Now you got to get off road. <laughs> I do that occasionally. Am I supposed to go off road with this? <laughs> I'm too busy in the mall yeah, parking lot. Through. Yeah, you are the you are the mauler. Exactly. Okay, so we're talking to Mickey Shook, who's a carry trainer out of Illinois, which I pick up a little bit of an accent, Mickey. You probably don't even realize. You know, I'm sure everybody has your accent there, but I'm picking up just a little bit of an Illinois. How close to Chicago are you? I'm just down the road, about 30 miles, 40 miles. And do you drive a Jeep? So, <laughs> I definitely do not. I drive the only vehicle a man should drive, Ford pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've owned several Cherokees in my life. Never a Wrangler. Yeah, well, he's got a two-door, short wheelbase. <laughs> that's right. Jacked to the hilt. Just never like, seen dirt. That's not stop four that. by four. Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm like a Barbie Jeep. That's what you're <laughs> oh, that's it. My, uh, that's it. That's the best one yet. It's my Daisy Duke Jeep. I know, no, I like Daisy Duke. Yeah, I baby. like the Barbie Jeep. That's cute. How dare you? How dare both of you? <laughs> All right, my friend. Daisy Duke drove before she had the Jeep. What's that? What did she drive before she had a Jeep? What was it? I think it was a Dodge Dart. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, that's I think it was. Ob- that's, ob- that's an obscure reference. Wow. Yeah, that's good. I like this guy. Yeah. What was the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sam can tell us. <laughs> All right, Mickey. So you're a car- – by the way, Mickey Shook, that's a, that is one of the coolest names, I think, in, in uh, firearms training right there. You should uh, – you should, oh. I was thinking about it. You should if you do night classes. You could. You could. Uh, do you do night classes like night uh, training? Here it comes. Here it comes. Get ready. Here brother. we do. Yeah. Let's hear this. Bring it on me. You could call it Shook Night. That'd be awesome. Shook Night or Shook Me I All like Night it. Long. That'd be- actually we do use that reference in my family. <laughs> Why <laughs> did that not? Brother that are that are musicians. <laughs> Isn't it funny how somebody hears your name and they think they come up with the first idea? Of a change of your name. Yeah. You know, here's something. What do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, right, yeah. I've heard that once or twice. So let's talk about your yeah. uh let's talk about your, your origin story. How did you get into firearms? Did you grow up around firearms or what 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 how did you get bit by the bug? Uh, you know, when I was uh, from the earliest age I loved the outdoors. As long as I can remember, I, I was uh fascinated by tales of our, our founding and men like Daniel Boone, I think my eighth grade yearbook, my hero was Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. So those kinds of of uh, men and what they did and what they meant for our republic left a, a mark on me. Um, I actually had an accident with a firearm when I was uh, in grade school. A boy uh, errantly shot me in the face with a BB gun, Jeez. and it cost me the vision in my right eye. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so sorry to hear stupid. that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a horrible story, but it 
it, uh, I was being safe in that moment. It's a very simple story. He pointed a loaded gun at me. He thought it was unloaded, pulled the trigger, and it shot a, a BB into my oh. head, which is still in me to this day, and it caused a, a hole in the retina of my eye. But um, just seeing how easy something like that could happen, and if he ever hears this, I love him. I'm not mad at him. But uh, it's, You're a bigger it man than I am. Me. We've, we've, eh, we were children. But... It's such an easy thing to happen. So I, I have a, a great respect for firearms and the damage that they can cause. Mm-hmm. I think they should be wheeled for righteous pur- purposes. And so uh, in my state, like you guys in California, we were unable to lawfully carry a firearm. So my children are adults now. I actually was with my granddaughter before the, the show here. And as my kids were young, it frustrated me immensely that the state that I lived in, worked in, uh, operated a business in, stopped me from possessing a firearm on my body to protect my family as we were out and about. And it eventually irritated me to the point that I began looking at ways to help change the law. Uh, I got involved in a, in a local organization, and that local organization dovetailed with several other small grassroots groups. And we pushed and pushed and pushed. Uh, I knew men like Otis McDonald, McDonald versus City of Chicago, a case that went all the way to the United States Supreme Court, affecting gun rights across the country. So at that time, this is the early 2000s, there was a lot of very uh, big cases happening, a lot of stuff happening in state houses across the country. And I happened to... Get hitched to the wagon of some very bright minds and learned a lot. And ultimately, kind of the way I saw it is we needed to elect pro uh, freedom loving candidates uh, in a local level for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them being that people often overlook most people don't just become a senator or a congressman. Oftentimes, yeah. those people are a state rep. They're a they're a, a mayor. They are a city councilman. They're a, they're a county board person, uh, et cetera. And so we're stacking a bench of players with representatives, not politicians, not leaders, but with people that truly represent. So I got involved in that, helped run some campaigns for sheriffs, state's attorneys, uh, state reps, state senators. Uh, worked on a, a gubernatorial race. Uh, that man won in our state. His name is Bruce Rauner. Uh, he's no longer the governor. We've got a pretty bad one now, but uh, learned quite a bit. And I try to pass that on now uh, because I think too often people in general, myself included at certain points in life, we we don't see ourselves as a viable instrument of change. Uh, in our communities, we see ourselves as as uh, little tiny cogs in a huge machine often, or we see ourselves as pawns in a game, and that's yeah. not what our founders intended. So I spent a lot of years, sometimes I look back and I, I feel bad about it because I was away from my children, uh, away from the family quite a bit at, at boring meetings, uh, putting signs out in yards, out raising money. I was at dinners and lunches and things like that. Uh, you know, doing, I, I talk about this stuff because while most of my friends were at war doing, uh, uh, very, uh, uh, hard laborsome things that cost some of them their lives and limbs, I was off at luncheons, 
and, and dinners and things like that. So I don't want to sound like a complainer. Uh, I must you know, predicate my point on that. I'm grateful that I was able to do that stuff. And so that was kind of my, my dovetail into that space. And I'm still working on it now. I'm, I'm helping some sheriff candidates across the country. I believe that the sheriff is uh, one of the most important elected positions uh, for, for many reasons, which we could go into if you want to. Uh, state's attorney is also of equal importance. And judges, people now are seeing crime spring up across the country violence, mayhem, looting, etc. Judges are the people that are locking these people up or letting them out on the street. Judges are these people that are setting bonds or or waiving bonds. And we elect these people. And it's it's important that we pay attention to that. And that's something in this space, uh this the firearms, freedom loving, second amendment uh uh space, I too often hear I get a lot of pushback. I hear things to the effect of, uh, I'm deluded. Mickey, you don't understand. We have no power. It's the Vanderbilt. It's the, yeah. you know, the, the, the George Soros. Bankers that can, yeah. 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 It's and, and the fact is I have sat in rooms with a dozen governors. I have sat in rooms with Congress people and senators and it's just little old me. Nobody put me there. Nobody, nobody put me up to it. I didn't sell my soul. You inject yourself into that space and you go do the work and you either do it or you don't. And I think if we all kind of banded together around the common sense and the common theme of protecting this fragile document, this constitution that holds us all together, rather than bickering about these little individual points that are all important, they're all they're all important, but we sometimes lose sight that the overarching concept of what holds the fabric of our republic together requires us to have some commonality and be on the same page. I think that's that awesome. Answer your question Ed, perfectly, and I I couldn't have said it better. And I've said it all similar because we, we came to the same conclusion here in San Diego, which started San Diego County Gunners. You're absolutely right. Everything you said, I, bravo. Excellent job. That's really, really terrific, and I thank you for doing it. so much. That I, and I, I, I can relate to every single word you said. The boring meetings, the luncheons, the, the idea of uh, you know people. I, honestly, I, they're just lazy in my eyes. You know, they're just making an excuse. Oh, I'll never be able to make a difference. Well, yeah, you can. You know, you're just choosing not to. And in fact, that's the exact uh, reason that they set up the Constitution the way they set it up. We're the, we're the. the you know, the experiment is the country of the self-governed, and that that means you, you got to actually put some effort into, uh, you know, what's going on with your with your government. So, congratulations! That's very very cool. Now, how much how much uh, how, when you, with how much say did county like here the sheriff pretty much had one hundred percent control over carry permits? Was it similar in sure. in Illinois? Is that is that how that worked? No. So so we've got a we've got a statewide law. Which is oh, what I here, let's let's answer it on the I'm so sorry, Mickey. Let, let's answer it on the other side of the break here. You that's, got it. That's the teaser, though. <laughs> that's the teaser. Now write it down so you'll know what to ask him. Again when you come. I will not. I, I have a mind me. like you a won't. like a what's that? What's a that? Bear term? trap? Like a something? That's like a bear trap. <laughs> yeah, you just can't remember. Mouse trap. Mouse trap. I'm getting abused today. She's man. good. You no, know, she's had a couple of really I know, good. She's just lobbing grenades. And my then way. she's not saying anything. She just smiles and goes back to <laughs> working on her computer. 
<laughs> Gun Hunters Radio, FM 961AM 1170. The answer. Did you pick this music? Right, that's me playing right there. Okay, I was. Just... It's my little solo. Wait a minute. Right. Oh, that note was perfect yeah, right was there. Absolutely. I really nailed that. Hey, did you folks know we have a world-class <laughs> flight training school right here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean as well as the desert and mountains. SDFTI instructors can help. You learn to navigate around you. Who came up with this? <laughs> Border and military bases. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly. Kumbaya, Dave. Kumbaya. I'm, I'm serious. Enunciate. You just earn, you just go, go, just give them a call at 858-569-1822. Yeah. You know, everybody I know that's taken these courses. Yeah. Just, they love it. You know, Mark Larson's and of the world. It's amazing. 858-569-1822. You know, Mickey. Before we ask, we, so I asked before the break uh, how much power local local officials had and and sheriffs. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to uh, I wanted to go back to your story about uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, getting shot in the eye when you were a kid. I actually exact same thing happened to me. I was five, and one of my brothers, uh, I have an older brother, and one of his friends takes an air rifle, puts it right in my eye, and pulls the trigger. Now it was not loaded, but I got this huge puff of air, you know, and uh, it scared me, and I cried, and I was terrified, and I thought I was, you know, five years old, you know, and to this day, I cannot stand this guy. I I, I don't know if I ever saw him again after that, but this is this is the reason I tell that story. Now you forgave your guy, which is awesome, and I think that that's uh, truly, sincerely a, a, a great thing that says a lot about your character. I didn't forgive my guy. You beat your guy to the pulp. And no, I was too young. But a few years ago, I did a little Google search on him and found out that he did some time in jail. And I was I was a little satisfied. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> I, I felt a little good about that. I can see why you're satisfied. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was kind of thank you, Jackson. The Jackson. philosopher of the room. Well, Jackson, I know. Jackson. Foreshadowing with that incident. He and I are always on the same page. Anyway, Mickey, uh. <laughs> that's my story. Um, so we were talking about how much, so how much control did local officials have over carry permits and that sort of thing? How did that work in Illinois? Well, so it's a, we have a statewide preemptive law. So preempt, it preempts local laws and ordinances. There was a period of time before the law took effect that allowed local ordinance ordinances to take effect. Um, that being said, constitutional rights are not and should not be at the whim of a sheriff. But the reason that it was important to us as lawmakers, when it comes to specific things, such as firearms, when we think of firearms, most people think of policemen and soldiers. So lawmakers go to law enforcement. Uh, so in, in our state, the uh, Sheriff's Association, which is not a governmental body, uh, it's a, it's a uh, an entity which most states have something like that made up of, of uh, sheriffs elected across the state. They were polled uh, for their opinions. The st- state chiefs of police association, those types of organizations are polled and looked at 
for their opinion. So we wanted to ensure that we had people in office that that understood that it's uh, a right and it's not something that's bestowed on us at the whim or will of some sheriff uh, or some elected official. So in our state, the Constitution governs it, not the not the sheriff. Where your state, I do believe, uh, you stated it's it's uh, okayed uh, by the sheriff. Which many states have have such laws. Well, we, they they certainly had a lot more control prior to Bruin, um, and then one mm-hmm. of our biggest victory uh, was 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 just a couple years into you know this is San Diego County gun owners I'm talking about. Our biggest victory was um, getting the sheriff to issue uh, before what well, long before the Bruin case happened, which we're very very happy. Um, but yeah, the sheriff's hat it was designed the way it's written is that the sheriff's had a ton of authority and a ton of discretion and it was all very subjective here in california so so how excited were you guys when the mcdonald case came through chicago mm-hmm. and that and that was a nationwide win uh that that yeah that case is cited in in, in uh on the national level often uh you know, the other reason sheriffs are so important the sheriff is a, is a bulwark for the people I think it's. I think anybody listening should look up the history of the sheriff. The sheriff really uh, was a tax collector uh, in in ancient times. It's a very old. It's one of the old institutions that we have. It's the, the king. Old English law is where it originated from. But the the sheriff is uh, a man or a woman of the people. They're there to represent us and protect us. And in the olden days, the king would tell the sheriff. There is a man or a woman that is uh, needs to be caught in the uh, posse comitatus, the, the posse, like you see in the old West movies, for a sheriff to tell the, the posse, round up, and we're going to go get the, the bad guy. That was the king saying, I empower you, sir, to go catch this bad man that stole the king's deer or whatever the heck it was. It, that person that we elect stands as a bulwark between us and federal overreach stands as a bulwark between us and all sorts of badness. Not that we can't protect ourselves, but that office is very important. There's been a push in this country to no longer elect sheriffs, but have them appointed by county governments or something like that. And the reason being is that they would be beholden to politicians and no longer to the people and to the Constitution. And that is, a, I think, a, a, something that people should pay attention to. A lot of times folks think about a sheriff and they think of cops. And yes, it's a law enforcement officer, but more importantly, that is a that is the chief representative of law enforcement in your community. And I think the key word is representative. They serve the people. Uh, that That's one of their jobs as well, right? To serve documents from the courts. So one of the reasons that I got so specific about that, um, we see it often, my state, our governor and, and state legislature just tried to pass, just did pass a very uh, anti-constitutional set of, of gun bills uh, that limit a bunch of ownership and all kinds of junk that folks like you in California have been dealing with for a long time. And the sheriffs across our state stood up to them. They're saying we're not going to enforce this stuff in our county. And that doesn't mean that a city police chief wouldn't enforce it. It doesn't mean the state police aren't going to enforce it. It doesn't mean any of that, but it means at the very least that the chief 
uh, law officer in each specific county, and it was most of our counties that spoke out, uh, that means something. And it's a political statement as well. It says something to the, the lawmakers. Hey, wait a second. Maybe we got something wrong here. It says something to the people as well. Hey, I've got your back. Uh, and, and I think that that is uh, one of the main things, this whole concept that I'm talking about, is why it's so important that we get good people into these offices. And I'll say it on your show, anybody running for sheriff or state's attorney uh, out on, on your coast, I believe you guys call them uh, something different, a district attorney, if somebody ever needs help with that and wants advice, reach out, and I will definitely offer any services I can to them as long as the candidate is going to back the things that we believe in. And that, and you, you, and you, the organization that you're affiliated with is the McHenry County Right to Carry. Is that is that the organization's name? That is. So that 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 organization sprang up out of nothing as this became a fight here 10, 11, 12 years ago in our county. It does still uh, technically exist, except now um, we don't have that type of push. We passed that law. Uh, but there's several great organizations in my state uh, that we work with, and we to this day run one of the largest. When I say we, I mean we here in Illinois. Uh, we run one of the largest Second Amendment gathering and lobbying days in the country called iGold, Illinois Gun Owner Lobby Day, uh, which brings thousands of people to our state capitol annually to lobby our our state reps and senators and let them know what we expect from them. Oh, that's cool. Gold gun owner lobby day. I like that. I might I gold. Yeah. Yeah. I gold. I might, uh, we might, can we steal that? Uh, we might steal that. That's a really great idea. Well, you wouldn't be stealing it from me, but yeah. <laughs> All right. You could borrow it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll borrow it. it. We'll re- rebrand it. We'll leave off the eye, but, uh, there you go. So we have a co-host here, Mickey, who's uh, he's a competitive shooter. Um, he practices weekly. Um, he's nine years old, and he he uh, his favorite gun awesome. is he's got a nine millimeter Glock. He's got a nine millimeter Sig, and I I think he goes back and forth deciding which one is his favorite every other week. But he's got a question for you, if you don't mind, Action Jackson, fire it up. Uh, what's your favorite gun? Oh, good question. If I could only pick one gun, my favorite gun would probably be a Smith & Wesson 686 Plus. Look at this guy. It's a seven-shot 357 revolver. This guy, I swear, you're like the, I mean, gee, name like Mickey Shook. He's a firearms instructor, <laughs> you know, and he, and he, you know, with a with a seven-shot revolver, 357, drives an, a Ford F-150. I mean, golly, man, jeez. Such a carry gun. Carry no, I carry a Glock, but he asked me favorites. <laughs> yeah, he said your favorite. So, well, that's awesome, Mickey. Illinois, uh, lucky to have you, my friend. Thank you so much. What a great interview, and I appreciate everything that you're I doing. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say one thing? Sure. sure. Daisy Duke drove a 1974 Plymouth Roadrunner. I don't want to leave this with the wrong car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Man. Good man. We appreciate that. Hey, we look forward to talking to you down the road. I know you're coming back. Thanks, guys. See you, man. All right. Hey, Action Jackson. What? Think we ought to take a break? I certainly do think we shall take a break. Because you're looking kind of tired. You might need to take a break. Uh... Don't let her touch that. That's yours. (laughs) You have to have to ask permission to touch your microphone.
But this is Gun Hunters Radio FM 961 AM You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. I got to tell you, Mike, if, yes, you, if you don't look at this video from K1 Speed with Action Jackson in it before you He's leave, killing it. Did you see it? Uh, I, no, you didn't. No. It, I'm telling you, I, I know that's his first race. Yeah. Well, first, first league. Well, Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> You got to watch together. it. It's right. amazing. Okay. I know. And we're gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro gun candidates elected. So become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsibly gun owners stepping up to defend our second amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. I got to ask one more question of Action Jackson. Sure. Yes. So when you got done, did the red helmet come talk to you or say anything to you? Surprisingly not. Really? I I am I Re- thought they might say something. You were expecting maybe a little uh, confrontation? Yeah. Wow, nice job. Well, you know what? He must have liked what you did. I mean, you didn't do anything bad. No. I mean, you got you went into spots where he should have been in before you got in. Yes. Yeah, very, by the way, very, very good. I just want you to know that. I like you. Nice yeah. job, Jackson. Yeah, right out of the box. I'll, you know, next race, you and Mike. <laughs> okay, and I'm putting. I'm on a horse. No, I'm putting you in a go kart. I'm in my jeep. No, we're putting you in the go kart. I don't think I can get in that go kart. Oh. I will. We probably can't. no. We could get him in. Can't get him out. Maybe I could ride him on top of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? And he's in. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Gun Owners Radio Range Day on April 23rd. Thank you. Thank you very much. April 23rd. Shoot outdoors. Shoot on steel. Move and shoot in the grove. Um, Ex nihilio. You know, somebody actually emailed and told me how to pronounce it, what it means in Latin. I'm still screwing it up. Franklin Armory. Screw that up, too. (laughs) Franklin Armory will have uh, products for demo. It's normally $100, but it's only $20 for 10 ring members. This, of course, is Gun Owners. Uh, Gunner's Radio Range Day on April 23rd. Subscribe and win. So if you subscribe to Gunner's Radio's newsletter, um, you could win a cool prize. This week's winner is Gustavo Velasquez. Congratulations, Gustavo. Orange County Gun Owners has their gun prom on May 20, 2023. That's coming up. So go to gunprom.com, buy your tickets. Joe Dramisi is hosting a four-hour pepper spray and situational awareness class on Saturday, March 18th. It's in El Cajon, and you can sign up by going to uscca.com. Their website will have 
his training listed and uh, win free training. Win a two-hour drawing from the holster with Mike Pettengill. Enter the drawing at gunownersradio.com slash train. Gunownersradio.com slash train. Okay, our newest segment, my very favorite segment, Curtain Call. So what what do we got for uh, music? Yeah. Did you so, come up with that? N- yeah. No, I think it was. Jackson did. It was one of you guys. What? No. <laughs> No, don't take. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to come up with some music. Yeah. Uh, is it detective music? I have. No oh, that's not a bad idea. Actually. Ooh. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good job, Dave. I know. That's not bad. How I Pink Panther. How about? Oh, the Pink Panther. <laughs> You're not oh, Inspector Clouseau. Or anything like that. <laughs> no, 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 think about it. I think Pink Panther would be a good song for it. All right, you know what? Let's actually get to the segment, and maybe we can. Do we talk digress? About the, Do we digress? Maybe we can talk Just about the the, uh, the music a little some other time. Right. Okay, uh, go ahead. An unprovoked attack, waiting for Euros. Go for it. Curtain call. Silent G. So, right, so the video that I found, um, it was an incident that happened. Um, I. Ooh, I don't recall the state that it happened in. However, our guest coming up is going to be a gentleman from the video. So we can, any unanswered questions, we'll be able to get that info. Um, so it was an incident that happened much like, you know, you go out and you hang out with friends, you go get some dinner. The incident, according to the timestamp on the video, happened around 630 in the evening. So it wasn't ridiculously late. You know how you talk about, you know, don't do stupid things at stupid times, going to stupid places with stupid people. Didn't really fit that. So this is a group of, of guys out getting euros, right? They were having a good time hanging out together. They were out at this euro place. Um, according to the article in the video, uh, they were just hanging out outside, laughing, kind of having fun, just doing whatever guys do. There was a man in a vehicle. I don't know that I want to call him a gentleman. Um, in the parking lot, I guess, heard the laughter and took it a little personal, thought that it might have been directed to him. It's, it, it, the article states that he made his way back around the parking lot. He sounds like he might have circled back or backed up. I'm not sure exactly how his movement happened. Confronted that didn't get out of his vehicle, but confronted this group of guys saying, Hey, what are you laughing at? You know, kind of is that directed to me? What, you know, what's, you know, what's that being very confrontational? Um, the, uh, you know, and basically it came down to this guy in this vehicle took offense to whatever he heard. Wasn't directed to him, but he took it as if it was. And it just kind of goes to show you know, out in the world, people, it just shows people will be irrational. They're going to take things the wrong way. They're going to take things personal, whether they're right in the mind or not. They're just going to take things. You never know where people are going to come from. So what does he do when he thought he was being, you know, being put down? He decided to draw a rifle. Ah, Happened to have it in his vehicle. Pulled a rifle out, took some shots. Uh, The defender, his name is Igor, we'll have him up next. Um, He happened to be a concealed carry. And so he was able to draw his weapon, fired his weapon of defense, and uh, this, this this man in this vehicle with a rifle just drove off. According to the article, Igor did make a 911 phone call. He hung around for about 30 minutes. Police never showed. So imagine that you call police, report a shooting. Well, we not surprised. Right. Well, I, I was. I guess I have hope. Uh, you know, you think that with the reports of shots fired, you th- I would hope. That yeah, would that show. would be a red flag. Right. It was more than just someone drew on me. There was actually rounds fired. Uh, there was an exchange of gunfire both ways. Um, as far as we know, nobody was hit. It appeared to be the distance between the shooters was about a car length. They were shooting. There was a vehicle between Igor and this man with a rifle. So about a car length. Imagine that's not, you know, what is that? Maybe six six yards maybe? You know, what do we practice at? You, you think that a, a shot that close would be doable, right? Well, in a defense of your life situation, stress, adrenaline, things are going. Nobody was hit either way. Interesting. That they know of. But it's interesting you brought that up. <laughs> Do you hit paper? 
No, but I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking we're talking. Yeah, you think, yeah. You know, there's, there's been incidents, you know, just I mean, yards, like two, three yards apart, uh, and they I, miss. I, I, you know, James Cagney does it just so easily. <laughs> just with his feet. That's how I get it. Doesn't even aim. So. James Cagney? <laughs> really? He Wait, you're over there so quiet. James Cagney. <laughs> I think. But he likes black well, I couldn't think of the, the really good bad guy. <clears throat> how about like. There's so there's so many references in the last. There are so many people you could have picked who actually you know in the last 58 years of cinema and TV. <laughs> but James Cagney. All right. All right. Roll with it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. Five. That was Breathe. good. That was good. <laughs> so, you know, police never came. Igor eventually left, and that was the end. Uh, and you know, it's just un- just shows you no. never know when you leave your home. You think you're just going to go home and go get pick up dinner real quick. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that can still carry. I don't know. You know, a lot of people that I talk to, some carry all the time every time they go somewhere. Every time they leave their yeah. home, some carry in their home. Um, others, you know, they think, hey, I'm not going anywhere dangerous or bad. You know, I don't feel like doing it today. You it's know, like you I'm never not know. Gonna put my seatbelt on. Right. You I'm never, just going right. Just to the Seven Eleven. Right. Yeah. You never know. So you never. You know, it's you can't. You know, and if you did know, would you go? Of course not. No. You never know. Right. Oh well, and that's that's the whole that's the whole point. You know, people seem to have to have a reason to carry. Mm-hmm. No. no, you're supposed to carry. <laughs> so right. You have, to have a reason to. You have. To. You wait until you have a reason. And Maybe it's we be didn't late. make the test hard enough <laughs> for you to want to wear it every day. But it's one of the things to talk about in the CCW seminar is that uh, you know you have to you have to know where you can carry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, if I, if I don't know I can carry there, I just won't carry. Well, there is a danger in not carrying, you know, and, and this is exactly what you're describing. Right. So there's a danger in carrying, you know, and going to the wrong place, but there's a, there is a real danger in not carrying as well. How many Sorry. people carry <laughs> and would to. rather say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> see that sign? What do they say? Uh, judged well, by 12 rather than carried by that's six. That's a yeah. whole conversation, though, Dave. A, a gun-free zone, that's a whole conversation. You're not breaking any laws. Exactly. There that's, are there are certain certain places, you know, federal. There's certainly there those are, are, that's different than a gun free zone. That's, that's my point exactly. Right. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Save me, save me, save me. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. You know, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent, the photos are beautiful, and your website looks great on your phone. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Just visit SageTree.com and click on the Schedule an Appointment button. That's SageTree.com and click on the Schedule the Call button. All right. So we have, so, you know, we talked a little bit about the article 
yes. about the incident with Igor. And now we have actually Igor on the phone. So we can hear straight from the mouth of the man who was there. Hey, hey, hey Igor, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourselves? I'm not doing bad. So, Alicia, it's all yours. All me. So, hey, Igor, glad you're with us today. Hey, Alicia. Hey, hey. I know that we uh, we shared your story, and uh, you saw that we shared, and, and there was a reach out that happened. I'm glad that we were able to connect and that you're here with us today. Um, that's, uh, that's good to hear. Um, I'm sorry. I wanted to correct some stuff. There was oh, yeah. no gunshots. <laughs> there wasn't? Okay, so the article didn't state that. No. Good. I'm glad you're here oh, to sit there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Glad you're here to set it straight. I made it. So it was simply yeah, pointing. Um, yeah, pretty much. I'll just go from the beginning. Yeah, um, in Washington, it's technically legal to have a few drinks. And just as long as you're not in a place that's restricted for 21 and over, you're fine to be in there with a firearm and, you know, you've had a drink or whatever. But we were up the street uh, at my friend's house. It was his birthday. We we're just kind of hanging out. You know, Euro sound great. We drive over there, and when we're pulling in, there's a black car, sedan, just tailing us. And, like, I kind of noticed that stuff around me, but I'm like, it's just weird people, you know. Portland kind of leaks into Vancouver, and so, because we're right across the river. And we hop out of the car. I make a joke to my friend on our way out of the car, and he starts, like, he makes this laugh. It's, like, super... He's really annoying with it, super loud, obnoxious, and, you know, we don't think anything of it. I kind of hear murmuring behind me, kind of turn around, glance, kind of see these guys driving past. I don't really see them, but I kind of hear stuff coming out of their car or whatever. Uh, hop into the shop, and we're right after we order, I see them go down uh, in the parking lot and turn around and come back. And I was like, oh, they mean trouble, you know? And then I kind of... I might have overthought it, but I was like, hey, like, I'm one of those people who can really de-escalate de a situation, and, and I'm the only one with a firearm on me. I was like, hey, give me the keys. I'm going to go pretend to grab my wallet and just, like, see what these guys are up to, you know, hopefully just be like, hey, miscommunication, that's it. Mm -hmm. um, was there more than one guy in the car so, or the vehicle? Two. Two. The guy that pulled, uh, there was a passenger and the driver from what I can see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of just step out and kind of, you can see a, he kind of waves at me. I go, and I'm like, what's up? And pretend like I'm not noticing him. Like I'm not going out there to confront him. I'm just going out to grab my wallet. And, uh, but he kind of waves me down and he's just, uh, like, are you laughing at me? And before I can answer, de-escalate or do anything, he pretty much just goes, I'll give you something to F and laugh about and just starts pulling out an AK from the passengers. Jeez. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, got a little more exciting. <laughs> but you didn't expect in. that that day. Um, yeah, I was just, and I'm one of those people, I'm pretty non-assuming, you know, I'm not threatening or anything, and I don't go out and about and threaten people. So it was, um, I don't know, it was weird, but I kind of, kind of messed up where I, I dropped behind it, uh, the engine of the vehicle. I knew to do that mm -hmm. and I'm fit enough that I can just, you know, pretty, almost lay down. But I took a seat there. I actually had one in the chamber, but I, I was like, I'm not going up without knowing that there's one in the chamber to so rack it again. Um, 
And I should have moved to the side, but I stood up exactly where I was and pointed a red dot at his face, but he was already retreating the firearm. And I was like, I don't want to try to shoot him because I'm, I'm a fairly good shot, but I'm not, you know, especially in the moment, mm-hmm. you shouldn't trust yourself, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I was just thinking, you know, if I start having to shoot off this guy, it's not my drop back drop wasn't bad, but his was. So if he starts returning, it's like good friend of mine. He has two kids in there. The another friend of mine's birthday. It's like, there's all the ladies making euros, other people. It's like, if something happened, even if I take him out, but he returned fire because I shot first, I, I couldn't live with that in my conscience. So I was like, you know, if he doesn't shoot, I don't shoot. And he was already kind of dipping back into the vehicle. That's great that you had the discernment because, you know, making those decisions in those quick moments, you know, not many people may be able to kind of make that decision to change. Most change. people would yeah, just shoot. Taking that shot. They would have taken it without thinking. Yep. Right. Good, good and, job on yeah, your, good job on your side. And, and it would have, you know, I have actually used SCCA or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I know I've had it for like a year at least and, or two years probably now. And so I wasn't like worried about the financial side, but I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been drinking. And so I'm going to jail and my life is going to be uprooted. And then I have this guy's life on my hands, probably his passenger, which, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a good person. And, you know, maybe I should have taken care of business, but at the same time, it's like, that would have, <laughs> that would have made life very mm-hmm. fun and interesting for like <laughs> years to come. So I just, on that split second, Where? I thought of like five different reasons and said, what? you know what, this is the decision I'm making. What what state what state does this take place in? Uh, this is Vancouver, Washington. Okay. This is across the river gotcha. um, from Portland. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, you know, nowadays yeah. you almost have to figure out what state you're in as to what's going to happen if you would have said take the shot. You know, some states you would have been fine and in some states you wouldn't be fine, so... Got to know the laws of your state. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you just, you know, we got to, we got to, yeah, it's terrible. And here in California, any amount of alcohol would have, he would have lost oh, yeah, his I innocence hate. in defense. Yeah. Know yeah. your state. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So what what'd you learn? Is there, is there anything in particular where you, you know, is there something you would have done different or something you learned or, um, you know, or. or <laughs> Actually, kind of when this video came out, um, I got on active self-protection. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry if there's kids yelling in the background. No, they're fine. Just nephews are yelling. Lock them up. They're bullying each other. (laughs) Typical. Typical. (laughs) But uh, Active Self Protection did a video of of him. He kind of mentioned something, and it was should have moved because I just kind of popped up in the same spot. Whether shooting or not, I should have, you know, um, not been predictable. That's a big deal. Uh, The other stuff would be personal, I learned. Which was what? It was personal. Oh, I'd say, yeah, it's, um, I was fine for the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I was fine. And then I didn't sleep all the next night or that night, next night. Well, it was like random naps for like an hour. Uh, I found myself like trembling mm-hmm. for no reason. Just kind of like shock. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really calm. I'm really I'm a really calm person in the moment, but I think after the fact kind of hit me harder than anything. 
Well, it's what, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. I'm really glad that you said that, and that's kind of what I was. I wanted to go Is that, that you're direction. Fishing for? That's mm-hmm. what I was fishing for because a situation like this. I mean, you know, you see these guys walking around with t-shirts and bumper stickers talking about how they, you know, they're they're so bad, whatever, and they're 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 tough and. You know, the reality is uh, this is, you know, lethal force is something uh, extremely serious right. and could affect uh, Change your life. all kinds of things. It's a huge responsibility. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you. Yeah, hats off. I'm glad that you uh, talked about that because I think that that's uh, something extremely important. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That's very, very horrible, but a, a fantastic uh, decision making and, uh, you know, good job. For sure. Thank you. I think another thing that was difficult was speaking to people about it because I'm not like incredibly rational. I'm not the smartest guy around, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, some people are just like, you know, close people to me. Yo, you should have just lit them up. You should have done this. So then that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, right. Those are the people I'm talking about. I, I, yeah. I know it feels that way, and I'm going to be able to question that every single night for the rest of my life. <laughs> but you made the right at the same choice. time. I think. Oh no, you yeah, made. Think, yeah, you made the right. Tell all those people to take their big red nose and their yeah. big red shoes and get back in their clown car and and you know go stuff their opinions. It's or, or just tell them John Wick's new movie's coming <laughs> out. Just go rent it. You know, everybody's so tough. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, we got somebody for you. Yeah, we got our co-host has a question for you. His name's Action Jackson. He's a competitive shooter. He's nine years old. He's got a question for you. Go for it. Uh, nine years old competitive What's shooter. Up, go for it. Uh, what's your favorite gun? Oh, good question. Thing. Um, it depends on what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that. Or, yeah, I would say the gun I was using at the time was um, a Glock 48. I had the Glock 43X. It was nice, but it's a little snappier, so I wanted something a little more, you know, more of a straight shooter, and it has a half inch longer barrel, so it's mm-hmm. perfect. That's what I'm running right now, but Dream Gun Intervention, it's like $12,000. I'll never afford it, but (laughs) (laughs) it would be amazing to shoot three miles just because you feel like it. (laughs) Alicia has one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't you have one, Alicia? No. No, sure? no, no. no, I have a question for you, though, Igor. So you mentioned that you you made that call, a 911 call that night. Um, police authorities never arrived. Was there ever any contact from anyone after, like when the video came out, or did anybody ever reach out as far as law enforcement goes? Yeah, so um, it kind of, I think I might have said 30 minutes, but it was probably more like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I was just so, you know, time was going so right. fast or so slow. Right. And you know, I was, we kind of just hung out and we had the shop call the police. We didn't call the police. And I left my number and my email and, you know, I'm super active. And it's really like, I'm, I'll am answer the phone. So, uh, pretty much. Okay. All right, buddy. Hey, this got out of there because I didn't want to be in the glass house. I actually have one more question, but let's wait. Can you hold on until after the break? Hang in there for one more yeah, second. Either. All right. All right. Oh. I just have one quick question for you after the break. All right. Right here on. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Ah, 
folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170A. The answer. All right. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's hundreds of pounds bigger? Nope. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. To sign up, go to notmest.org. The program is also available in Orange County and England Empire. Get help today with notmest.org. All right, so we have one more question for you, Igor. Are you ready? Igor, are you there, bud? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you are. So, I one one more question. So, on your Facebook page, it says you've been in a relationship since nine eleven two thousand one. What 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 relationship? Because <laughs> the rest uh, of the, the, <laughs> the rest of the world was distracted. Who exactly were you asking out on nine eleven two thousand one? See, that's one of those. Uh, see, that's one of those things. So, I kind of set myself up for failure in the future. And that's probably like middle school me setting myself up. Oh, all right. So you didn't actually you didn't get married yeah. on that day or anything like that. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still looking. I'll find her one day. You'll find her. She's out there, <laughs> or she'll find you. Listen, man, you just got a bunch of. Pre- we should figure out like a weekly segment for no, Igor to stop. come on. It. No, that's stop. hilarious. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate you, and uh, you know, thanks for coming on. And uh, I'm glad you're okay. Okay. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Have a good day. Hey, hey if you, you ever get down here and he takes you to lunch and he says we're going to go to Denny's for spaghetti, yeah. don't. Go. Go with me. No. Yeah. Denny's it. spaghetti is some of the best spaghetti. See? See? See what we have to put up with? No. False. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> You're the best, man. Thanks a lot. That was fun. All right. I'm so, telling you, we should figure out stuff. I know. We should. <laughs> that's, a, that's a segment. That's a segment waiting to happen. I I'm getting... I have to say, I think no one right. ever trusts me. I trust you. <clears throat> okay, so uh, slightly less as exciting, um, but very, very, but equally as unfortunate, frankly. The city of Irvine has decided that they are going to jump into gun control. The Irvine City Council, specifically Kathleen uh, Tressadier, Tressader, Tressader, Tressader. Um, she is introducing. Some gun storage ordinance, which means that if you live in the city of Irvine, you're going to have to store your firearm. If this passes, you're going to have to store your firearm uh, unless you're actually touching it. It's going to have to be basically disassembled um, unless you're actually touching the firearm. Now, I want to read this. This is the resolution that introduces the, the regulation, okay? So, whereas unsecured guns may increase the likelihood of crime and violence through an increased risk of gun theft... An increase, so so guns increase the likelihood of crime. Does anybody else, does anybody agree with that? Unless you're just vehemently anti-gun for you know and everybody. Nope. So so someone is sitting around. You know, it makes it sound like someone is you know on the right path. You know, they went to college and got their degree, and of course, you know, they're keep, keeping their nose clean, and you know, they have this uh, fantastic job behind a desk, and they're making good money. But oh, here's a gun. Now I'm going to commit some crime. You know, it's total malarkey. Um, whereas each year, an estimated 200,000 to 500,000 guns are stolen 
and many are funneled into the underground market. Now, that's fairly accurate. I don't know about the number. I, I'll have to, wouldn't mind looking that up to see if it really is 200,000 to 500,000 guns. But the reality is, folks, as gun owners, this is something that um, we can help with. Guns are stolen. Many of the guns that criminals do use are, are stolen guns. And, uh, you know, we talked with our, with our one guest, uh, uh, Mr. Shook, that uh, if you don't take responsibility, the government will. So, of course, you know, best practice, do everything you can to make sure your gun isn't stolen. Uh, it's not your fault if it is, you know, but uh, that's one thing you can do to make sure that these kinds of bad laws aren't introduced and we don't have, uh, they don't, we don't, we're not giving them ammo is to make sure that you do have, you know, do the best practices, make sure you do, you know, lock up your gun if you're not using it or whatever, you know, don't compromise your safety, but, uh, do everything you can to make sure that your guns don't get stolen. Access to unsecured firearms contribute to gun violence among children and teens. Access to unsecured firearms contributes to gun violence among children and teens. I think this is really interesting in that, you know, what are they saying here? Are they saying that children and teens, you know, become career criminals? That is that what they're talking about when they talk about gun violence? Or, you know, what are they, but the, the more important thing here is they're asking to pass this regulation because children and teens could get access to, to firearms that are, that are not secured. That's already illegal. I was going to say. That's already a state law. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is a lie. <laughs> this regulation is not going to do anything. You think Be- people that won't take the minute or the second or whatever the timing is to lock up your firearm are going to be willing to take it apart to be compliant with the law then? they're gonna If they're going to disregard the existing law, they're not going to comply with their furtherance of making it more complicated. Exactly. Well, to be by the way, to be clear, it, it, they don't have to, you don't have to take it apart in Irvine, but it has to be secure. One of the ways to secure it is, of course, you know, take it apart mm-hmm. or put it in a safe. But that's already state law. If, if you kill, children getting a hold of, of firearms is already illegal. Children and felons, it's already illegal. It's already illegal. So this resolution, this I'm sorry, this regulation. Well, who who there should tell that person? Excuse me, we already have that law. Well, we're, we're going to do that, but guess how much they're going to care? Zero much. True. The, the amount that they're going to care would equal zero. Um, despite the okay, whereas despite the safety risks, the majority of gun owners do not secure all their firearms. This is an accurate statement. Um, now, again, is, is is this bad? So let's talk about you know what's wrong with regulations forcing you to secure firearms. Um, you know, in general, if, if you shouldn't leave firearms just laying around, that seems like a good statement. But that also, the premise of that statement is that gun owners are irresponsible, number one, that that's just something gun owners do is just leave guns lying around. Number two, that, that firearms somehow are the cause of, of crime, and, and uh, you know, uh, and that's simply not true. Criminals are the cause of crime. Um, but the, the biggest problem with these uh, storage laws when it comes to firearms is it prevents first off they're completely unenforceable unless you're just going to send cops door to door and you know if you're not going to do that then why would you have this law on the books uh, but second if you do have you know you don't have children you're a single woman that lives at home you leave your your gun on the nightstand while you get ready for bed or something like that you know what i mean like forcing someone to secure a gun 
um, when they have, when, you know, inside their home, inside their castle, forcing them to change the way that they defend themselves, um, it could very well lead to someone's inability to defend themselves. So when when you ask these questions, like, oh, well, gee, you know, you just want you know guns just lying around, you know, you know, it's just okay for people. That's not what we're saying here, and and, and I reject the premise because. Uh, gun owners are extremely safe. Gun owners commit f- very few crimes compared to the general population, compared to subgroups like like uh, police officers. But when they have these discussions, they set the context. They make the premise as if gun owners are irresponsible, as if guns are dangerous, as if they somehow cause crime, and that's simply untrue. Um, you know, putting aside how, you know, stepping into somebody's home and saying, hey, this is how you have to conduct yourself inside your home, um, you know, is, is, is as egregiously horrible as that is, um, this whole thing is designed to make gun owners look like villains. That's really what it is. You know, they, they can't enforce it. They're using language that, you know, distorts reality. Um and, uh, you know, that's the big danger. That's why we stand up to this stuff. It's not because we think that guns shouldn't be in safes ever, uh, but it's because of, of what they're doing. Well, you know, this isn't actually going to help anybody. It isn't actually going to, um, you know, prevent crime. What it is actually going to do is it's going to further the narrative that gun owners are irresponsible. Right. And I think that's a huge problem. I think it's terrible. So, whereas we are all... Listen to this. This is the final whereas. Whereas we are all safer when are. guns are stored, unloaded, locked, and separate from ammunition. In a block. Do you agree? In, do, a, in a block of cement. Do, do you agree with that? Are we all safer if every firearm out there is stored and un, you know and unloaded? And okay, uh, if you want to say all, as in legal and illegal. But no, absolutely not. And I, 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 we've frequently made the case. I, I just this bias against firearms. You know that that's all this is about. This is a canned resolution, a canned regulation that's been going up and down the coast of California. See, that's why I'm not a fan of sorry. What do you mean? I'm not a fan of saying I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? How does that? I don't. Well, because you put a rule in, you put a law in, and they think everything's gonna be fine. Somebody dies, and they go. You know, condolences to the family. No, they should have never died. Why did you? Why do you allow that to happen by having the rules and the regulations and all that insanity? Oh, it just makes me crazy. Well, they're they're going to vote on this. Um, uh, Orange County gun owners is going to announce efforts to oppose it. Um, that should come out uh, probably uh, early this week, like uh, tomorrow or the next mm-hmm. day. Um, but this is really happening. You know, this is an actuality, um, and it's extremely important, and it's the very reason that we exist and focus on the city level is because that's where they're bringing the fight. You know, a lot of people ask, well, gee, what's your agenda? We don't have an agenda. Our agenda is standing in the way of other people's agendas. That's right. That's why we exist. Yeah. You know, we did, We don't come with the uh, – we're not going to force you to, to uh, yeah. own a gun. We're not going to force you to defend yourself. We're not going to force you to uh, do anything other than – Stop forcing us to do things, right? And you um, will be educated, and it, it it you will be educated exactly. And it, it and unless we talk about sane, trained, law abiding gun owners. That's it. Bottom so, line, yeah. A to Z. What do you think, Dave? I think it's uh, yeah. The fight we got a long way to go. 
We do. And Irvine's not exactly a small city. No. It's pretty no, big. No. But I'm surprised we have our foot in the door, and we, we still have our foot in the door. And, and and things are changing. The demographics are changing. I think that yeah. 20 years ago, for people to uh, suggest that Irvine would 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 be passing, uh, you know, horribly restrictive anti-gun laws, yeah. um, they, they would be that. shocked. But totally. here we are. Here we are, right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, 1 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a self-defense event happens in seconds. And in the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 Critical Race Response Team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. All so, right, everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. All right. I didn't know you had a nephew. No, not my nephew. Nephew, Mike's nephew. Oh, excuse him. Why? What do you got for him? Hey, are you there, Sam? Yeah, how are you guys? We're doing good. How about you? Everything yeah, good? Fine. How's the weather back there? Snowy. Yeah, we just got some, <laughs> well, we had sun. Now we got overcast. All right, kid, what do you got for him? Peter from Reno asks, what gun was nicknamed the Hilter's Buzzsaw? That would be Hitler's Buzzsaw. buzzsaw. <laughs> and who sent that in? Peter from Reno. Yeah. Yes. Right? Reno, Nevada. Thanks very much for writing in, Peter. Um, Hitler's Buzzsaw is a term in um, in the vernacular. I don't know if it was contemporary to World War II. I think it it did come from that time frame. But either way, you'll hear you'll hear people use it now to refer to predominantly the MG42. Um, though I suppose you could apply the same moniker to the MG34, which is very similar. It's a general purpose machine gun or family of general purpose machine guns produced by Nazi Germany before and during World War II, um, and the name comes from its very rapid rate of fire in the neighborhood of, uh, depending on variant, uh, uh, somewhere between 1,100 and about 1,400 rounds per minute. Okay, Alicia, lay it on him. Well, well first of all, he's right. Absolutely. All right. 100% Absolutely. So, but here's Correct! <laughs> Not everybody. Taking it further. So he's absolutely correct in everything he stated. So here's the answer that we were uh, provided. It's nicknamed based on a blistering rate of fire. The MG-42 machine gun was an imposing weapon, to say the least. Called the the most feared German gun on the World War II battlefield, Hitler's buzzsaw was an upgrade from the already devastating MG-34. The MG-42 machine gun's high cyclic rate of about 1,200 rounds per minute gave it a distinct and intimidating sound very alien to allied troops training around slower firing weapons at that speed individual gun gunshots are replaced with a steady disturbing roar earning the mg42 a terrifying reputation 
can't even imagine. Can you, Sam? No. No. Things those kids went through, boy, I tell you, it's it's mind-boggling until you'll read something like that and and to know that a country was able to do that and and what they utilized it for. Mm, scary. All right. So, so your 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 uncle just jumped on his Jeep, and I don't know where he's going, but he's he just bailed out of here. So uh, left probably us. to a repair shop. <laughs> probably. Oh, <laughs> nice shot. No, he got new windows. He got a new hard top. He's all decked out. He thinks he's. I says, well, when are you going to take it off road? So we, we'll have to wait and see how how that comes together. So you have a question for Sam. Uh, what's your blog about this week? My blog post uh, for this past week is, uh, first of all, you can all read it on the SDCGO blog as well as the uh, blogs of the sister organizations. Just go to sandiegocountygunowners.com slash blog um, or whatever the, the corresponding URL is uh, for your local organization if you live in Orange County or Inland Empire. This week I addressed, I, I did some more myth busting. It's always kind of a fun topic. Um, and I addressed the topic of nobody needs that. You know, why do you need an AR-15? And I imagine it's especially tough in California because you guys have had uh, uh, this notorious longstanding assault weapons ban. So you are kind of in a position where you have to justify yourselves to unfriendly lay people who don't really understand the subject. And so what I do in the blog post is I basically go down the list of all these reasons why, yeah, it, you know, people, people say, oh, AR-15 scary, whatever, we should ban them because just they find them scary. And so I go down the list of all these reasons why, no, it's, it's actually a, a useful family of firearms for hunting, for self-defense, for sport shooting, and so on. And do you like in the article, as you scroll through, you actually have all those topics labeled individually so you can kind of jump to your favorite your favorite logic. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For, for some of these blog posts that, that do myth busting and, and actually for a lot of them, the intent is not just that people who already agree with me, uh, will read them. It's so that people who are in the orgs and people just in general who, who agree with, with the pro to a sentiment can then pass those pieces on to, uh, their friends and family members who, who maybe don't really understand the topic, maybe anti-gun, but are uninformed. And I try to explain things in terms everyone can understand. And, and that is so important. That is so important because a lot of times people in it, whatever, I don't care if it's guns, golf, motorsports. You know, they, they all have a tendency, if they're super passionate, going way beyond what the consumer will ever understand. So that's that, that's very good that you that you realize that starting as, starting out doing blogs as early as you have. Well, it's I just I think it's important. And uh, as, as I've said before, outreach is the only way to, to bring more people into our side, the only effective way to do it. So, Sam, working in the shop, the gun shop that you work in, how often does that question get asked? Do you actually get asked that quite a bit? Like, why would I need an AR? Um, generally not, because a lot of the people coming into gun stores were already uh, either somewhat pro-2A or, at, at the very least, somewhat pro-2A, somewhat interested in owning firearms. Um, so they, they generally, even if they did want to ask, they, they probably wouldn't mm -hmm. uh, feel comfortable asking that. 
but it's something you hear a lot on on the news, uh, such that you could even call it news. Absolutely. I think you probably get that question asked more in California. Yeah. Well, I don't know about it's California. I, I know. I only when, say that because of the people that come into California. It's such a hot topic here. It's a hot topic. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't sell them like you know we don't have have them like a lot of other people do. And I think people are curious. They may go into a gun store and say. Why do you Maybe. even need one of these? I know I've had quite a few people that come in for private lessons on handguns. Oh, and yeah. it happens to come up just in conversation, just as we're we're sitting there across the table from each other, or maybe we're on the range, whatever it may be. And they, they, that does sometimes come up. Like, hey, you know, you know, because a lot of the people that I work with are new. They're new to handguns overall. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a number of them, vastly vast number lately, have been people that were anti-gun. Anti-gun until the last, you know, COVID and the riots, and you know, it's kind of woken people up, and they're starting to kind of come around. And I'm glad that they're asking that question because it shows that they yeah. have a willingness to hear, and they're not just simply, you know, mm. these evil black guns. They're actually wanting to know. They're right. they're starting to get curious, and they're looking for that. And I'm I'm starting to find that actually more often than I expected. Yeah. But but you know, it's a different environment. Sam's in a different state. He's on the the sales side of it. Um, I do the the instruction part, so it's a yeah. different a different clientele. Yeah, but you got pretty strict gun rules back there, right? On your state? Um, no, not uh, yes and no. Uh, more strict than a lot of the the other states in in the south and the southeast, um, but less strict than than all the big names like in in New England, uh, those states there, and and on the west coast. So we have we have some kind of frustrating things but we generally don't have bans right so you don't have a roster right exactly uh virginia is kind of weird in that the population is split almost 50 50 urban and rural uh split almost 50 50 red and blue um it goes back and forth in elections um it's it's just it's it's demographically very interesting uh when when you get to to political issues like that always amazes me how we can get 50-50 on anything. <laughs> it just mind boggles me that, well, here we go. This state's 50-50. Well, how could that be? It just makes no sense. But anyway, all right, buddy. We'll let you go. Thank you much. That was that was awesome as usual. And congratulations. You saved Mike whatever he's going to give away. Well, thanks very much for having me on as always. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. All right, thank buddy. You, Take care. It's out of the family. So Peter from Reno, he will get a shirter hat. Yeah, he just doesn't get the big prize. Why do you have this on the table all apart and we're still on air? Well, is it time yet? I don't know. We're we're about four minutes out. (laughs) What do you do? What were you going to do with this? So a cell phone, a bullet, (laughs) uh, gun parts. Uh, What did you call this? Gun parts. That's a bullet. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's red. That's we'll talk one. later. Yeah, that's the it's one. Not. That's the one. So, so what I have laid out. So for the, I'm not lifting it for cameras just yet. Um, so what I have in front of me. So Mike was talking earlier about the Ten Ring event, April 23rd. These the the gun owners radio event shooting event that we're having. Uh, Franklin Armory was kind enough to send us out their CA320, which is their California compliant. So they sent option. it to you in parts. No, I took it apart. Is it a con- I took it apart. You know, but, you know how to take that apart. Well. I, Sneak peek, little pieces at a time. So the CA three twenty, it uh, you know we had we had the Franklin Army rep on a couple weeks ago to talk about it. It it arrived, it came in. I was able to pick it up. I just in case you're wondering because it was talked about the way that it's a single shot. What they've done is they've taken the frame 
uh, you know, the frame module, and they have placed a molded piece that allows you not to insert a magazine. And it essentially has almost like you can think of like a hammock or a sling, a plastic piece that you will hold a single shot. So a single round, you plop that in through the ejection port, and you're rated, rated rock and roll. Um, so it's only a single shot. It is a single shot as it's sent to you. However, there are lots of friendly companies that are great and provide you options if you'd like to change them out. But I just want to kind of show this piece. Um, it is disassembled. There you go. I'll show you the single shot. And the rest Before. is heaven. We'll talk more about it later. All right, yeah. folks, this is Gun Owners Radio. We want to thank you for all your support. Go to... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, give us a five-star. Stop by, see all our sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County, Inland Empire, Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training, U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to Alicia, Michael, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, and you know who, Brendan Thomas. Mr. Siegel is in the wings. Don't touch that dial on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.